Alderaan is gone. The solo shot returns to the second half of Season 4 as Casti and Saya must face the loss of Alderaan and the possible loss of his beloved Cerise Nabella. Castian tries to find answers on the Alderaan sister planet Delea. However, with the increased Imperial presence and a population desperate for answers, this might be a mystery far too great for our hero. Castian, how long have you been sitting in your chair looking out the front window? Castian doesn't know. He's just motionless as his mind tries to play back the words that Alderaan is gone. And he looks away for a second as if the answer might be written on the floor. Then he just looks back towards the asteroid field that Bone has gotten them somewhat close to. How is this possible? How, how is, I mean, was this a natural disaster? And he remembers that he had Laris on his communicator and he brings it up and says, Laris, I'm Laris. Since you moved closer to this asteroid field, debris field, you're not sure what exactly to call it. You're out of range of Delea. <sighs> what could have caused this? An asteroid does not do that. An asteroid impacts the surface and leaves a broken, burnt husk. Not even a thousand ships could do this, Bone. This is obliterated. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's it's gone. Okay, Castine, Castine. You're right. Yes. Delea has satellites in the systems as well. I mean, certainly whatever did this destroyed all the satellites on Alderaan, but Delea has plenty of satellites. They, they would be able to tell us what happened. I'm not thinking about her right now. I'm just... Get us back to Delea. I need to get a hold of Laris again. And Bone does fire up the engines and navigates closer to Delea. And then Castian tells Bone to make a connection with Laris again. We tried using the ship's communicator earlier, but there was just so much chatter going on, we couldn't even get through. So Castian's hoping for better luck this time. You're hoping for Castian to have better luck? Let's see if the Force is with him. We're going to roll Bone's computers to see if he can break through the chatter and reach Laris again. One threat. Bone isn't able to reach Laris. He is, however, able to get the attention of an Imperial patrol ship. Castian blinks as he notices that's an Imperial patrol, and that's not usual for Delea. While Delea certainly has an Imperial presence, it's more like a diplomatic presence. The Alderanian system is generally trusted to handle their own security manners out in space. Bone, how many Imperial ships are out there? Five Star Destroyers and how many Imperial Patrol vessels? That's way too many for an Alderaanian system. And Castian immediately walks over towards Bone and leans over him. What is the Imperial Patrol doing? It's approaching you. Just relax. Everything's fine. Just fly normal. Stay calm. Try to link up a communication. Yes, with them. Bone opens the communication channels. Hello, this is Gregor Tibbins of the... And he looks up towards wherever they have the signal array, and he kind of squints and reads it. Of the flying Nuna rat, 
What's going on here? I, I was hoping I could land on Delay. I have very important business. Negative. There is no landing on Delay. What's going on? I mean, where's Alderaan? This is a restricted system. Well, a restricted system? This is the Alderaan system. The noble houses have jurisdiction. There's a pause. Please cut your engines and prepare to be boarded. Oh, that, that's not... We, we can absolutely leave and come back at another time if that's what you're requesting. Prepare to be boarded. Castian growls and then says, of course, of course, thank you very much. And Castian immediately ends the communications and nods towards Bone. Prepare to be boarded. Try to get a hold of Laris immediately. I want us to get a hold of them before we are boarded by the Empire. Well, I don't know if they know my face. And Castian immediately runs throughout the ship, first starting at his place, grabbing all of the highly illegal things that he has. Of course, there's the Jedi teachings, there's his lightsaber, but there's also things like, you know, certain weapons and explosives, and there's some spice, you know, on occasion for medical purposes. And he's just grabbing it and he's sweeping it into the vents, the hidden storage areas of the ship. Throughout this time, he's really hoping Bone can maybe get a hold of Laris by then. We're going to give Bone one more chance to get through. And here we go. Three successes, one threat, and a triumph. Castian perks his head up as Bone calls him through the ship's intercom. And he immediately drops the three thermal detonators down one of the faux cooking pipes. And then takes off back towards the ship's cockpit. Tell me you have her on the line. Laris, Laris, can you read me? Indeed, I can. I'm about to be boarded by an Imperial patrol ship. Apparently, there is a very large escort of Imperial crafts here, and I need you to get Riston Aster to use his connections to get me onto the planet now. How long until we are boarded, I say as I look towards Bone? Two minutes. And he only has two minutes. I shall. Thank you very much, he says as he immediately goes back to just running through the entire place, still hiding things. And he goes into the cargo hold and he throws the tarp over that giant sphere that's like wedged in there. Most of the metal has been peeled away, but there's still, if someone knows what a TIE fighter's interior looks like, would know that is the interior of a cockpit for a TIE fighter. And he throws a tarp over it and begins just kind of trying to put boxes in front of it. And then he steps away, looks at it and says, oh, I am so going to be caught. Oh, they're going to execute me immediately. And then he's going to run back towards the cockpit. The channel to the Imperial patrol ship opens once more. Prepare for boarding actions in one minute. And while the line is still open, another communication comes in from Delea. I mute their line and activate the line from Delea. Hello? Yes? Now what sort of trouble have you gotten yourself into? Riston, I need you to convince these nice Imperials that are about to board me that I shouldn't be boarded and you should, I should be allowed on the planet. Is that so? Riston, Open the channel. Castian looks up and sees like the Imperial Patrol dwarfing what they know as the Nuna Rat. And Castine immediately opens both channels. Hello, this is this is Gregor Tibbins, and I I am on the line with. This is Riston Aster, Imperial Identification Code eight five two six three Aleph. You are going to let this ship land on Delea near my compound, sir. While your identification code is red, you must understand this is a restricted system, and we must 
inspect anyone that is coming into the planet. Yes, I know the ID is old, but it still checks out. This ship is carrying needed medical supplies that are in urgent demand at my compound. I repeat, you need to let him land. Sir, once again, I must insist- I am telling you- Briston Aster interrupts. To stop your damn stalling and let this man land before this ISB agent codes on my table. Even Castian's raising a brow at that. And if he does, I promise you won't like who I report this insubordination to. There is silence from the patrol ship. Nunarat, you are cleared for landing. You are going to land directly at Riston Aster's compound. You are not to open communication to anyone else. You are not going to leave any registration of this encounter. Do you understand? Consider it done. And I end the communication with that ship and Castian goes to thank Riston Aster. Oh no, that line closed as soon as he delivered his threat. All right, Bone, get us on to Leia. We have some answers to find. Bone will take you down to the planet. Before we land, Castian's making sure to grab his lightsaber in an extra blaster pack before stopping to look at a decorative hair comb that Cerise had in her hair of the wedding that he attended with her. He had found it in some of his belongings when he left the planet and was planning on giving it back to her. And he just pauses and stares at it for two, three seconds before shaking his head. I would have felt something. She's fine. And then he's heading off towards the ramp as the ship descends. And it is an easy landing on Delea. No one else gives you any trouble. So you kind of wonder if maybe someone, whether it's Rist and Aster calling in more favors or if the Imperial patrol ship ensured that no one else questioned you as you entered the planet's atmosphere. And Bone easily finds the compound, so it's not long before you land. As you wait for the loading ramp to descend, Bone comes up next to you. And he sees your blaster packs, and he sees your lightsaber, and he beeps at you. Am I expecting trouble? No. But whatever I expect never turns out to be right, so might as well play things differently. When the loading ramp finishes descending, you see waiting for you at the bottom, Laris. How does she look? She looks pale, someone that is recovering, obviously, from surgery. You see a couple of small butterfly bandages on her scalp. But otherwise, she looks like someone that has gone through a major medical procedure, but is also healing and recovering appropriately. Castian moves down the ramp quickly and takes hold of her shoulders and offers a forced smile and says, I'm glad you're on your feet. I am as well. I will have questions. I will have hundreds and thousands of questions about you and how everything is feeling, but right now I think you would agree I need to find out more information on what's going on with Alderaan. What happened? Nine days ago, Alderaan experienced a cataclysmic event of unknown origins, resulting in its complete destruction. And Castian is going to follow her as they walk towards the residence. What do you mean unknown? Would you give me anything? Is the Hollow speaking of it? Three days ago, the Emperor did make an announcement, saying that Alderaan had been testing dangerous illegal weapons deep within the cave systems of the planet. That doesn't make any sense. Indeed, it does not. He's claiming that, what, they... one of these weapons went off and it destroyed Alderaan? Correct. That, that, 
That's Alderaan. Alderaan makes poetry. They make pretty flowers. They don't make illegal weapons. That's... Especially not weapons that are capable of destroying a planet. Is there such a weapon that could do such? Not that is currently known. Castian shakes his head before saying, he's lying. And why is the Empire suddenly around Delea? That is also unknown. All we have been told is that the Alderanian Sector is now a restricted system, and the Empire has full control over all satellites and any communication to the planet or off of it. As far as I am aware, no broadcasts have been allowed to leave Delea for the last week. Castian pauses just before they enter the house and says, I know this, they're cleaning up something. I mean, taking over Delea's satellites, Delea would have had some idea of what happened with Alderaan, right? Most likely. The two planets are close trading partners, so we could assume, quite reliably, that they are in very constant contact. Someone would always be in contact with Delea. Not only that, but they must have some sort of telemetry over the planet and in the sector itself. I mean, they... Okay. Has Riston Asta found out anything? I say as I open the door and we walk inside. Riston Aster is standing at the kitchen. And when you were last in this house, it was impeccable, right? It was stainless steel appliances. Everything had the very clean, modern, minimalist look. Not a single thread out of place. It now looks like a disaster area. Riston Aster, who's always been extremely well put together, still keeping that sort of military style to himself of always being clean cut and prepared. His hair is disheveled, his clothes aren't properly buttoned up. There's kind of a musk to the air that implies there hasn't been a lot of cleaning or bathing or laundry happening in here. And he is standing at the kitchen island, pouring over different data streams. Riston. Good, you made it. I'm so glad. Castian opens his mouth to kind of respond to that, but then he just kind of looks around this mess and he realizes Castian has one person on that planet that he cares about. Riston has an entire house, hundreds, if not thousands of people that he knew. And Castian just kind of bites his tongue and nods his head. Have you been in contact with your, the woman that you were at the wedding with? Cerise Nabella, no, I was... I was hoping that you would know any information. She she did mention that there was a, a convoy, the, the, uh, the honeymoon. They, they weren't sure if they were leaving in a week or two. Uh, I Do, Have you heard anything, anything from them? Not directly, no. However, I was able to call in every favor that I still had with my contact within the Empire to discover that my grandson and his wife... They and their entourage did make it to the planet. <laughs> They're okay then. She's okay. They're okay. How are they? Do they know what happened? As I said, I have not been in direct communication with any of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where are they? They are being held in the Imperial Consulate in the capital city, Lelani. As far as I can tell, anyone on this planet with any sort of connection to the noble houses of Alderaan is being kept in the consulate in the city. Under lock and key, no communication outside of the consulate. But they're just arresting the noble houses, the surviving noble houses? Why? Do they think they have something to do with that? And he rolls his eyes. Illegal testing underground? Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Okay, Laris, Laris. Let's think of it as Imperials. 
We are all Imperials of various form. Laris, you were part of the Imperial Security Bureau. I was a lot deeper. And Riston, you've been in the Empire. So let's talk this out. What I'm being told is a, a week ago, Alderaan exploded. A week and three days, sir. Okay. And a week later, the Emperor himself sent out a message on the Holonet explaining that this was due to illegal weapon testing under Alderaan's crust. Are you going to say anything that we don't already know? There was once a planet that I had to work on where an Imperial battlecruiser testing some experimental fuel crashed on a planet and absolutely decimated it. What we did when that happened is we made sure that the outpost that was on the moon, it was uninhabitable, but they did have an outpost. Everything was silenced there. No communication in or out. And easily enough, the outpost was um, reduced to nothing. They can't do that with Delea. So right now, it seems like the Empire knows what happened to Alderaan, and they're trying to cover something up, which means Delea's satellites might have picked up something. Alderaan and Delea were close as can be. They both had their own armaments. They both had their own servers, their satellites. It must have picked up something, something entering the system, a, an experimental weapon. Maybe a, an entire fleet of ships with experimental weapons. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous. It would take, according to my estimations, a fleet of more than 500 Star Destroyers in order to even come close to the sort of destruction has been described with Alderaan. Yeah, well, there's not that much dunium in the... And that's when Castian pauses. Dunium, sir. Dunium. He sees that Laris has the same recognition in her eyes. And Riston just looks between the two of you. I don't give a flying bantha poodoo what is happening with this alloy that you're talking about. All I care about is finding out what is happening to my grandson in the consulate. Riston, can I ask you a question? How many nobles, head of the households, were probably off Alderaan? Heads of houses? Heads. The ones that make the decisions. Maybe one or two on Coruscant? Yeah. Your son was, what, second in line to take over? No. Varie, however. Varie. She, right now, probably has the loudest voice in Alderaan culture. Now, if they're able to get Varie to admit that weapon testing was being done on Alderaan, that's a lot of weight they can use. And they will get that information any way they can get it. Torture? Or worse, I need to find Cerise Nabella. She is with your grandson and his wife and their entourage. I can sneak into this consulate. I have snuck into worse. But I'm going to need help. I'm going to need as much favors that you can throw my way. And if Laris is up to it, anything that she can also help along the way. There are no favors left. Every connection that I had, every code, every favor, all of it was called in just to find out whether my grandson lived. And I do not regret that call. Of course. But you've been in the consulate before, haven't you? Of course. Could you make me a map? In what's the most logical place they would keep a large amount of people? I mean, Alderons always follow with a large entourage, yes? At least 20, 25 people, yes? 
Depending on the size of the house. Well, depending on the size of Varie's ego, how many people do you think was on her entourage? Most likely two dozen. Two dozen. Where could they keep two dozen people close by? This is Delea. The consulate can't be a giant fortress. That, of course, assumes that all members of their entourage were deemed necessary to be kept alive. Oh, they will. How many of those could be sacrificed, do you think, before Varie starts signing her name? I love my grandson. He chose well to social climb within Alderaan. My granddaughter-in-law, as you said, has quite the ego. I do not know how much she would care if her employees started to disappear. Then I need to work quickly. So I need that map. I need transport to get to this capital city. And I will get your son out. I will get Cerise and your grandson out and anyone else I can. But those two will make it out with me. As long as you help me this last time. Yes, fine. I'll draw your damn map. Uh, Laris... Delea, they were always throwing up roadblocks in front of the Empire whenever they wanted to make the smallest change, yes? That is an accurate description. If they do have prison cells, they might be using outdated prison cells. Could you get me a hack? Something that I could easily run in front of the scanner in order to open them up. You are making a great deal of assumptions there, sir. There's nothing but assumptions. Alderaan's gone, Cerise Nabella's missing, and... The Empire is trying to tell us that the blame lies at the feet of the warlike Alderaanians. Give me something that I can easily hide on my person. I will do my best. Thank you. I'm going to prepare, I suppose. We'll reconvene in an hour. Castian steps outside of the house and just takes a deep breath. And it's a, a really a weird juxtaposition of it being this chaotic moment but it's being incredibly peaceful in this woods right now. Castian pulls out his communicator, and he tries sending a message to Cerise Nabella's communicator. There's no answer. Castian closes his communicator, but he keeps it close to his lips. And even though he wasn't able to get a hold of Cerise Nabella, he does say, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to protect you. I love you, Cerise. And then he's just going to sit down and meditate. Just try to clear his head because right now there is a lot of emotions. But each time he tries to focus, he keeps on thinking about the Dunium. About how many times Dunium in his entire adventure these past couple years has come up with Imperial admirals demanding him keep it secret, to researching where it's going, to asteroids just being completely stripped of it. And he just shakes his head and mumbles... What has the Empire done? You reconvene with Riston and Laris. Please tell me you were able to figure some of the things out. Riston Aster pushes a data pad over to you. They're incomplete. But you have blueprints there. And Cassian looks through them quickly and says, And did you mark where you guessed they might be keeping some of these people? Most likely in the large blank areas that they do not publicly reveal. Right, well, I will follow the hallways until I find the blanks. Thank you. Laris? In the short period of time that you gave me, it was nearly impossible to create something that was small enough to be concealed on your person. Nearly. Of course, nearly. I was successful. Castian can't help but smile before nodding his head. It is, however, still bulky. 
and she hands you something that's about the size of a brick and about as heavy. All right. So what do I do? Do I just plug this into any port and it will override the doors? It depends on many variables. There is, of course, the question of the year that it was created. The make and model, of course, is also to be under consideration. You must also think about the power sources and what sort of currents are running through the building. Laris is rambling. Laris has never rambled before. That's almost as horrifying as everything else. He just kind of blinks and leans back and says, Laris, Les, Les, what do I do? Well, what you need to do is you need to scan the frequencies in order to find whether this device is compatible with them. And once it does, then it'll do its job, right? You need to press the red button. Red button. Do not press the red button now. And he moves his finger away from the red button, nods his head, and puts it into his pack. All right. How far is the capital city from here? It is five kilometers. I'm going to need one of your land speeders, Riston. Yes, yes, of, of course, take one. Thank you. I will make sure to leave it far away from the consulate. And um, I'll be back. I'll be in communications. But if you don't hear from me in a couple of days, wait longer. And he nods his head towards Riston, and then he reaches out and he takes hold of Laris's shoulder. I'm glad you're okay. Likewise, please stay okay. Don't worry. It's me. And he smiles at her. That That is... And walks away. <laughs> and he's heading off and Bone rolls in front of him. You can't come with me, Bone. Because I don't think I can sneak you and the brick in. I appreciate your gusto, but I need you to stay here and uh, he tosses a glance over his shoulder before kneeling down. Keep an eye on Laris. If I do not return, I want you to make sure she knows that um, <clears throat> where I hid all the uh, illegal items in the ship. So she, you know, doesn't start doing a head count and start thinking I stole from her. So just, just give it a couple days. And once this blockade ends, you and her uh, watch out for each other. Now, if you excuse me, I need to find my girlfriend. And he stands up, places a hand on top of Bone's dome, and then walks to a land speeder. Aha! My relief has arrived. Sir, I am here to assist you on your noble mission. Oh, stars, I forgot about you. He says as he just kind of holds his head as Skitter is in front of him. I have fulfilled the duty that you gave me, and I heard that you have now discharged R3B1 with the same duty, which means I am relieved, and I can come with you in his stead. I need you to do something incredibly important. I have already done an incredibly important job. I am ready for the new one. Skitter, disease is running rampant in Delea, and it's known to happen when there's filth around. Right now... I need you to go around and clean this place up. I mean, imagine what Laris could get if this just gets more dirty and muskier and dirtier. And uh, I mean, she could, she's on the mend. So, I mean, maybe I should give this to Bone. Bone, I need you to start. No, no, no. There is no need. I shall complete this duty. Absolutely. Good job, Skitter. I knew you would be able to handle a feather duster. And he marches past Skitter, shaking his head a little bit. Then he pauses as he gets an idea. Then he looks towards Riston and asks her, There's one more thing that I need from you, Riston. As if I haven't given you enough. 
I need your surgical talents. About an hour goes by, and Castian slowly moves towards the garage to get a landspeeder. He pauses in front of the landspeeder, winces a little bit, and then climbs into it, holding his side in pain. Castian then presses an injector against his neck, injects something into him, and the pain eases up, and then he sets off. You, of course, have the coordinates and the directions to reach Leilani. It's the capital city. It's not difficult to find. It's an industrial city because most of Delea's economy is boosted by industrial works. The city is made of squat concrete buildings, almost the opposite of the architecture of Alderaan that's light and airy and is inspired by the beauty of the planet. The Imperial Consulate is a brutalist-style building, made of the same concrete as the surrounding buildings, but standing like a spire tall above them. Perfectly square, the only adornment is additional concrete in geometric hexagonal tiles outlining the windows. It is at least 30 stories tall, a stark contrast to the surrounding buildings where even the apartments top off at 10 floors. Castian stops about a kilometer from the city, finds a place that he can hide this landspeeder, and he's trekking his way in. He doesn't know if there's Imperial activity or Imperials are on high alert or if they're keeping roadblocks, but he, he's looking to avoid those. Why don't you give me a perception check? Difficulty? This is just an average difficulty. Two purple dice. Two successes and three threats. There are definitely foot patrols in the city of Delea, far more than you would normally see in a city like this. In fact, the city doesn't feel abandoned, but it feels stagnant. A capital city should have people and transport going through the streets. There should be stores open. There should be people bustling to and fro. And none of that is happening but it's almost just a sense that all of those people are penned up behind the walls, whether that's an order from the Empire or just fear and self-imposed quarantine, you're not sure. So in the streets, you do have your Imperial foot patrols. Naturally, there are stormtroopers, but there's also uniformed officers. So it's not just the grunts that are out there. They actually have officers, people that have authority, have also perhaps been reduced to taking on this job. Castine is going to do his best to avoid any of these patrols. Honestly, he's going to be moving through the alleyways. With three successes, you are able to start to figure out what streets are they focusing on? What are their patterns of sweeping out? It does seem that everything originates from the consulate. The consulate isn't in the center of the city, but that is where all of the current activity within the city is originating. Castian's trying to get as close as possible to the Imperial consulate just to see what's going on. There are more and more patrols the closer you get to the consulate. And when you have it directly within your sight, you can see that in addition to these mobile patrols, they have stormtroopers positioned at any entrance. 
One is obviously much larger than the others. It must be the front gate, so to say, but there are additional ways in. Some are probably emergency exits, and you see one in the back that is large and square, most likely some sort of loading dock. You think you've taken stock well. There is nothing here that seems unusual. It all seems entirely by the book. And then you hear something. Coming from around the building is an ATST, known colloquially as a chicken walker. Oh, that's not good. And then from the other side of the building comes another. Okay, that's really bad. Okay. How do I get in? How do I... I cannot fight ATSTs, let alone two, or three or four, or however many they have. Climbing that wall is not a good idea. Can I use perception to see if I can find the security systems and get a sense of what they might be? Yes, you can. It would be a hard roll upgraded once. Uh, One success, two threats. From your vantage point, really all you can see is the security at the front gate. And it looks like there's a series of laser gates, actually, that are in front there. Uh, Laser gates. Those are rather deadly to touch. Okay. So no pushing my way through those. As for those threats, well, I'm going to keep that a little close to my vest. Castian rubs at his face before saying, okay, plan B. And he's walking out of the alleyway and just looking for an Imperial officer. Take your pick. There is no shortage of Imperial representatives for you to approach. Castian spots a rather annoyed-looking officer, probably someone who feels very demeaned for being set on patrol, given that he's no longer a stormtrooper or never was a stormtrooper. And that officer is getting a collection of mud slammed into the back of his head as Castian just chucks it at him. When he turns around... Castian is there holding a bottle that he had fished out of one of the garbage cans in the alleyway. And he holds it up and just says, I know what you did, he says as he stumbles towards the man. And then he kind of just like slowly loses his balance and falls to his butt. I work in the satellite telemetry and I know what the Empire did. Like his usual plan, he just goes for broke and plays drunk. When you mentioned telemetry... That certainly gets the officer's attention. How far away were you? Not that far away. I was across the street. I'm shouting this so he and a couple stormtroopers that he was probably with clearly can hear. Stop right there. And Castian just kind of smirks at him and then takes a swig of his bottle. Trying not to throw up as he realizes what's ever left in this bottle is probably like just backwash and rainwater. And then he just kind of drops the bottle and holds his hand up. Fine, I'll go home. And he starts turning around. Apprehend that man. What? No, this is, I got, I got rights. Two of the stormtroopers grab you. One has each arm. I have rights. I have rights. I am a sovereign citizen of Delaya. The Imperial officer walks up to you, looking down his nose quite literally as you have been forced to your knees. No, you don't. And he punches you in the face. I'm going to guess he doesn't knock me out, but Castian is going to do his best to perform that he's been knocked out. Give me a deception roll. Difficulty? Difficulty is hard with two upgrades. And I'm also going to spend one of my destiny points to upgrade one of my dice. Two successes. 
Absolutely, you appear to be knocked out. You're able to make your body go limp, but you know you actually are still in control. I'm just facing the ground, but occasionally I'm kind of just peeking up to see if they're taking me to the consulate. Yes, you are being dragged into the consulate. The officer uses a biometric pad in order to gain entrance, and that is what shuts down those laser gates. The laser gates are shut down. The stormtroopers continue to pull you inside. And once you are just inside that entrance, there is another security office, essentially, where there are specialized officers who search you and start relieving you of your equipment. So I do have a stealth blade that gives me two advantage dice when trying to hide, and Castian is hoping they don't find that. So they're going to roll perception, and it sounds like from that stealth vibroblade, it means they've got two setback dice against them? Yes. And I think their difficulty is your stealth? Yes, I have two yellows. So super fun. They rolled a fail and a threat and a despair and a triumph. The officers, of course, pull several things off of you. You are relieved completely of any weapons that you are carrying, any items, including Laris's security device. But they don't find the vibroblade. That's always something that's nestled very tightly. It looks kind of like something that holds back Castian's hair. It's a little ornate, but yep, that's where the blade's hidden. But just when you think everything's okay, one of the security officers grabs your chin and tilts it up. Does anyone recognize this man? Have we brought him in before? The other security officers, the one who brought you in in the first place, they all shake their heads. Make sure to scan his face. I swear I've seen him somewhere before. Castian holds back the winds. That's not good. Can I ask that their despair be? They're a little busy right now, so they're not going to immediately stumble upon Castian's visage in the database. It'll take some time, but someone's going to find out Castian was here and probably alive. Yes, their triumph is getting to scan you. Their despair is, you know, they're dealing with a couple of things. There's a couple of things going on in the system. A little busy right now. And then the stormtroopers drag you deeper into the consulate. You are dragged to a holding cell. It's not very deep within the consulate. You take a lift only one level down. The cell that you are thrown in is barely secured. It's sort of like a drunk tank. So it's not a place that they are expecting to be holding dangerous criminals or anyone who is deeply involved in some sort of conspiracy. It's when the locals get a little antsy. Is there anybody else in this drunk tank? Yes, there is another human in there with you. Looks like a middle-aged woman. She has a coat kind of pulled over her, but you can see her salt and pepper hair is pulled back in a couple of large braids. Not nearly as ornate as you would see normally on Alderaan, but again, someone that's making an attempt at the cultural look of the system. As soon as they drop me off, Castian waits until they leave this area. And then he's going to open his eyes. Is the woman awake? She seems to be dozing. That's why she's got the jacket pulled over her. Castian stands up, slowly stretches out, and then he reaches into his hair and pulls out a very small blade. And though they moved him through metal detection, 
The blade is a special alloy that's more plastic than anything else. And he unwinds it, takes a deep breath, looks around for any sort of cameras. There is certainly a camera in the corner. You imagine it's probably a wide-angle lens, so it's able to see the entire cell. The entire cell is not that big. It's about 10 by 10. Castian's pulling off the scarf cloak that he was wearing, kind of unwinds it, and then tosses it up towards where the camera would be. You know, most likely what people would assume is gravity would take over and it would just fall away. But instead, Castian waves a finger, and with a little bit of force, that camera is covered by that scarf. Castian rolls his head back, mumbles to himself, this is the worst part, and then turns the blade on himself and stabs himself where his kidney would be. Now, Castian has gotten a lot of injuries, and one of the most severe injuries he's ever dealt with was falling into a chasm after fighting Kida. He broke his back. He punctured a lung. He actually lost an entire kidney. And if not for, like, immediate Bacta being applied to him and just his pure hatred for Kida, he would have died in that asteroid. Castian stabs himself and slowly digs upwards. He bites down hard on his belt, trying to keep his cries muffled. And then he reaches into where his kidney would be, grimaces the entire time, and then pulls out his Shoto blade, which was never detected because it is a Shoto blade made of wood. And with gritted teeth, Castian wraps his belt around where the wound is, tightens as much as he can, and then activates his blade and says, I'm coming to get you, Cerise. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far away, a group of outcasts found each other in the Outer Rim, a failed Jedi. Well, we don't have to run out right now and beat people up. We can take a half hour for you. A captain without a ship. I suggest you let your Deveronian friend do the talking and you continue to stare at your stump. And a medic with a mysterious past. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I might have been half wrong. We might die. Together, they hope to find adventure and a little bit of redemption. Oh, that's sweet. They want us tinker buddies. The Redemption Podcast is a long-running actual play podcast set around the time of the Clone Wars, played using the Star Wars RPG system by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Check out the show at www.redemptionpodcast.com, a proud member of the Don't Split the Podcast network of shows.